The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. But winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Fear and answer. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And today, more fucked up news. Let me just go to prepping and say fuck the world. Let's just bug out now or whatever. (laughs) I keep telling you, we need to find some place in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Just sit there and be like, yeah, fuck all the rest of y'all. Right? Alright, so, I want to start... Uh, is this going to be another one of those you're just going to say a bunch of articles that you know are going to trigger me? Uh, yes. And videos. So we're going to talk with, we're going to start off with the Jiz Lane Maxwell case. So an article was posted on Sunday. That by from the observer, uh, a man by the name of John Sweeney, and this is the article. It's tough to see Gislaine Maxwell's team toy with such sad, broken women. The subtitle is "Justice at Work is Difficult to Watch When Big Money Lawyers Going Hard as They Try to Discredit Witnesses." Now, that being said, uh. That makes you seem like he feels bad. But I'm going to read you the first paragraph. (laughs) And uh, if this don't piss you off, I don't know what will. We begin. The slut-shaming, or something very much like it, of the four key witnesses against Ghislaine Maxwell and her late lover, Jeffrey, I didn't hang myself, Epstein, is almost a thing of beauty. A dark wonder to behold. You've got to admire the way Maxwell's multi-million dollar attorneys break her accusers on the rack of their own human frailty. No one dare call it torture. What we're watching, justice at work. The Gislaine Maxwell defense team way. Let that sink in. They see... Where's my Me Too movement? Huh? Where's the Me Too movement? Where are all these fucking feminists? They're awful fucking quiet right now. Well, again, if the left didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. I mean, I don't think about that. Literally, that is what they're doing. Um, they're using the trauma. I don't know if anybody's been watching. I've been reading everything I could possibly get my hands on it. Uh, but they are literally taking people that were abused. People whose coping mechanism, like so many other victims of domestic violence or sexual abuse, turn to drugs, drinking, or other forms of coping that are not necessarily uh, healthy. And they're literally using that against them. Basically, they are literally taking the victim of rape and saying, well, you asked for it. Yep. You whined and you dined and you got all of these perks and you got this and you got that. That is what they're doing to these poor women who were trafficked, raped, abused, sometimes underage, most times underage, tortured, essentially. Their psyches are broken. Women who didn't want to come forward because they were in fear for their lives of these powerful people, finally coming forward. And you, have, get shamed. you have attorneys that are literally breaking them on their own human frailty, and an author who glories in it. Reminds me of other lawyers that we know that do the same thing. It's not something that's a high-powered, multi-million-dollar lawyer. It's a lot of people, even small towns. A lot of lawyers do it, and it's. It, it, I you have to admit it is a tactic that is used. 
but it is the main reason I absolutely despise most lawyers. Fair. Because they, especially when they know, and you know full well that they know that their client is guilty. There's too much evidence to the to the contrary, but they're going to do everything they can to discredit it. Like that, uh, that, that article that came out, uh, the great right hoax about child sex trafficking. Come to find out the author of that is someone who's buddy, buddy, which is Liam Maxwell. Yep. Or, uh, yeah, it's just too many, too many examples of people who are in either involved or know people who were involved that cover it up. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that the disgraced and fired James Comey's daughter is one of the prosecutors. Like, they're really going to go anywhere. And, and another prosec- prosecutor came down sick. Yeah. It's almost like, hey! Yeah, and the sad part is we know she's probably going to get off on it. Well, I mean, the judge was given a promotion... And didn't recuse herself from the Biden administration. You know, I'm sure that Biden's name will never come up. Or Hunter Biden's name. Or somebody in his cabinet will never come up in the trial. I mean, we live in a society right now where Biden feels that he's getting a rough rap in the press. So his cabinet administration goes out and talks to the press. Hey, we need more positive coverage. They did. They spent years. They spent years ragging every single thing that Trump ever did, and they're over here sucking Biden off. The man can't even have a coherent thought presentation. Well, there's not even a, a coherent presentation. Like he he fucking reads the notes, and he still he reads the quotation, or he'll read end of message, or he claims to have been doing things that he hasn't. And you're sitting here, and you look at it, and you go, why? Yeah, it's no wonder that he has one of the worst approval ratings. So do we just give up worrying about the Ghislaine Maxwell case? No, that's the sad part is you should not give up. We know that it's it's rigged from the get-go, but there should be some form of justice taken. Fair. I agree. Especially when you know you're sitting here, you're like one of the reasons that Epstein and and Ghislaine Maxwell are even on trial is because there was irrefutable proof. You've got more than one credible witness, but they're going to destroy these witnesses. I again, where the fuck are my feminists? Now y'all give me so much shit. You're all arguing with each other on who whose side you're going to sit on on fucking TikTok for a sexual assault victim. But here we go with someone who is a myriad. Of times worse. Yeah. And you're just ignoring it. It's like the case that uh, Hot Mike moment that the Verita- Project Veritas put out. It said we had everything. Mm-hmm. Clinton, Epstein, Maxwell, all of it. But you can't even post a picture of Hunter in his crack house. Or Hunter with an underage sex slave. Every time I post that picture, it gets taken down. Or the fact that Hunter's in bed with the oil company, which is the reason we're still fucking around in Ukraine. Well, I'm going to get to that story later, but... Well, no, think about it, though. Like, all these people, they want to scream and, and holler and say that conservatives are you know, anti-women's rights. We don't stand for women. You know, we're all just a bunch of rapists. I'm like, you know, Trump said grab her by the pussy. He was talking about, which is bad. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's it's abhorrent behavior to begin with. But he says it about a grown woman. But you all are absolutely fucking silent when it came to somebody that diddled kids. And he didn't even say it in public. It was on. It was a moment that was recorded in a locker room. And in proper context, he said that when you're rich and famous. You can do that. Now, we don't agree with that behavior, but he's not wrong. How many times do you see the the multi-million dollar nerd married to the super sexy model? I mean, mm-hmm. it is so much. It happens so much that it's actually a trope of its own. No, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they said that uh, power was the greatest 
aphrodisiac. And I, yeah. I beg to differ. I think it's money. Yeah, same thing when you get to that level of. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, everybody's you know they're they're all focused on on recreating Harry Potter and denigrating Rowling or Rowling, whatever her name is. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, denigrating her for saying, "Well, you know, your characters, you know, your characters would have." You know, would be ashamed of you. I'm like, she wrote the goddamn character. I'm pretty fucking sure she can decide what the character does. Her problem is that she bowed to pressure with the yeah. with the Harry Potter series. When she decided that she was going to change after the books have been published and the movies have been made, and then say uh, Dumbledore was gay or whatever his name is, and then wrote the uh, other series to try and weave that into the lore because they needed more diversity. And at the moment that don't hear dear listeners, if you don't listen to anything else, this episode, which I hope you do, please listen to this. Don't ever fucking apologize for standing up for what you believe in ever. Don't fucking apologize. If you're unvaxxed, don't apologize because you take a strong stand. If you don't go along with the LGBTQ community, don't fucking apologize. You don't have to agree to still be human. You don't have to agree and promote to sit here and show that you're an ally. That's leftist speak. Allies and celebrate and those are terms that are used by the left to get people to acquiesce to a certain way of thinking ready for the next article oh no is this gonna be the one i think it is uh falsy yes ah so i have an interview between dr fauci and what the fuck is cuckerberg uh, yeah, yeah, Kuckerberg from the Beta Universe. They had a interview, and I'm going to play it. I want you to listen to it, and I'll let you make your own decisions. But I have some thoughts. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. So he literally just said that this would not be the first time that a vaccine has made people more susceptible to get the disease that it was designed to get. And he cited certain examples. I don't know if you could hear the first one. But he talks about the AIDS. That they had a AIDS vaccine or an AIDS treatment that actually made people more susceptible to getting AIDS. Third world countries. Uh, smallpox. Those types of things. Sometimes the vaccine. And this wouldn't be the first case. Which means they're admitting he's opening up the possibility that the COVID-19 vaccine could be making people more likely to be infected by the virus. He literally said that this would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good, uh, initial safety, had actually made things worse. Let that sink in for a little bit. They're, they went from the vaccines are 100% safe and effective to, eh, maybe it actually made it worse. That is the level of twist that they are starting to put on the COVID-19 vaccines. We talked about it last episode. The number of children that are dying by the vaccine is easily 10 times greater than the number of children, even with comorbidities, that have died from the vaccine. If you go look at Open VAERS, right, the VAERS reporting system, 
which they openly claim only 1 to 10% are reported in the VAERS system. 1 to 10%. Let's do the math. Right now, there are just about 3,000 miscarriages because of the vaccine. If that is 10% reported, that means 30,000 miscarriages have happened because of this vaccine. If it is 1%, you're looking at 300,000 miscarriages caused by the vaccine. That's just miscarriages. I know some people on the left don't see them as children, but I sure as fuck do. 300,000 children who've died prematurely because of this vaccine, if it's at 1%. Let that number sink in. Well, we were reading an article the other day about the uh, the guy that was up in Canada, and he made a comment that he's a doctor. He said that their hospital, that one hospital alone, says normally throughout a, a time period of six months that, that he was checking on, that they would have maybe three to four stillbirths. Yep. And they've had 86. Yep. They've surpassed all records. But... Again, we have people on the left. Like, we have women. Like, I have a TikTok here. There's no word, so I'm not going to play it. Where does a woman who's coming out of a Planned Parenthood clinic? And the words are written below, I just dropped my kid off at daycare. This is the level of inhumanity and barbarity that our society has come down to. You, does you get... What you tolerate. This is what we're tolerating. We have, you know, we have Boris Johnson here. I'm going to play the Boris Johnson one. Ready? All right. We have the Boris Johnson one. He's telling you what's coming. Remember, we we believe that the Omicron variant is actually side effects based off of what the main symptoms are of the vaccine. So let's hear this from Boris Johnson. There is a tidal wave of Omicron coming. There is a tidal wave of Omicron coming. Huh. They sit here and we have the climate change is affecting children in the womb, causing heart conditions before they're ever born. Huh. I I don't believe in coincidence, but there's a whole lot of coincidences here. Oh, wait, wait. I have another one for you. Oh, shit. And from today... I can confirm that the NHS COVID pass is being rolled out to 12 and 15 year olds for international travel, allowing even more people to be able to prove their vaccine status for travel where it is needed. From today. Listen to what he just said. They are rolling out the COVID pass for 12 and 12 to 15 year olds now. So that they are given the privilege of traveling overseas and being allowed the privilege of showing their vaccine passport. Look at the way that that is worded. Well, think about it. In Germany right now, they're made, they, they have the kids in primary school. They have the kids come forward and those that are vaccinated get applauded and those that are not vaccinated get denigrated. Where are you people? That's that that's where we've reached. Where are you? I'm I'm waiting. I am legitimately tired of trying to wake people up that sh- that claim to already be awake. Well, I believe at it this I believe this wholeheartedly. We do not wake anyone else. We don't wake anybody else up. That people have to wake themselves up. It is our duty to be there to give them the facts. But here's what people forget. A lot of people believe that it's like the Matrix. Where you take the red pill or the blue pill. And that you take the red pill and you're awake forever. Right? There's no going back in the Matrix movies. Right? However, I believe that it's more like glasses. Every day you wake up, you have a choice. You can put on the blue glasses or you can put on the red glasses. You put on the blue glasses, you go back to sleep. You ignore everything. 
Put on the red glasses, stay awake. But it is a choice that you must make every single day. Every single day. Because at any point, you can put those blue glasses on and go blissfully back asleep. And it hurts to keep those red glasses on, to see how far gone the world is, to see how fucked up everything is, and still be able to function as a man, as a father, as a, as a spouse, as, you know, all of these things for us, you know, it, it is hard to sit here and function knowing how fucked up everything is. It's so easy to throw up your hands and go, I'm going to go back to sleep. And you can do it. The system will want you to. You know, there's that uh, that point where, uh, what the fuck is his name? Morpheus is walking with Neo through the crowd, and there's the woman with the red dress. And he's <laughs> talking about, he's talking about, uh, most people don't want to be awake. Or, yeah, most people don't want to be awake. They like the system. They thrive in the system. They have given up their own agency to the system. There's no accountability. It's just the system. And they are willing to fight for the system to remain exactly where it's at. Where they want to sit here and just be left alone. Just go on with their lives and i see it even in the even in the the message boards of the q people or the patriots or you know the 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 liberals i wish i'd never stepped into politics i wish that i could just ignore what was going on that i could just live my life and ignorance is bliss and that is a very true statement. But now we live in a world that's crazy. That is difficult to deal with. That is just absolute trash. And it seems like it's speeding up. I mean, even, you know, it used to be that if you were a conspiracy theory, you know, what's the difference between a conspiracy theorist and somebody who's telling the truth? And it was... Six to 12 months is what it was in July. Before that, before COVID, what was the difference between somebody who was a prophet and a conspiracy theorist? It could be five to 10 years. COVID hits and it's six to 12 months. We're in fucking December and it's like a week. Say shit, we've been saying things that we didn't think would happen for at least another month, another what, year? Two years and it's it's already happening. Well, you heard about the MIT study. Mm. There was a MIT study that used computer. Uh, it it used a computer to sit here and predict where society would be uh, using a bunch of different variables. And this was back in the 1970s, and they predicted that it would be over by 2040, no matter how the things were uh, set up you know productivity pollution uh, population uh, technology and uh, I forget what the other variables were but they sit here and they predicted that civilization humanity ends or severe takes a severe hit by 2040 right they reran that test this year we're ahead of fucking schedule. That is what they said. We're a decade at least ahead of schedule. Easy. And then you got things like, uh, like them coming out and saying that Omicron could make you more infectious more quickly than Delta. You should take a rapid test no earlier than a few hours before heading to a party, and you should require all guests coming to your house for the holidays to either be vaccinated, wear a mask, and have a rapid COVID test. Like, we are literally setting the stage for a glorified vaccine holocaust. Yeah. What took Hitler years to do is taking us literal weeks. 
Yeah. Where we sit here, if if you look at the timeline from when they decided that they were going to go against the Jewish people in Germany, for your 1932 is probably the earliest rumblings, but let's give it the benefit of the doubt and say 1934, right? Or 19, yeah, 1934. We'll be generous, right? Okay. From 1934 until 1939, when it was absolute freefall war, Against the Jewish people in Germany. And it's because they were disease-ridden vermin. That was what was that it? Was, uh, that was five years. What was it that uh, our our good friend, a popular opinion queen, she had received a message, a, a comment on one of her videos, and they were like, "Oh, you know, the unvaccinated are diseased vermin, yeah, and should be exterminated." Like you're, it's not. They're not even hiding it anymore. It's like they they read history instead of using it as a cautionary tale. They use it as a fucking blueprint. Well, I mean, we have the copies of the tweets. Do I need to go read them? No, I'm already angry. I mean, we have all of these tweets. The shot or get shot. Yeah, take the shot. Okay, I want. How about this one? This one always pisses me off. I want to see videos of anti-vax parents being painfully restrained, the look of absolute horror in their eyes, tears running down their cheeks as their children are forcibly vaccinated against the will of their racist, Trumpist, anti-vax, transphobic parents. I want them all to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're powerless in the face of the vaccine. Govern me harder, daddy. There you got places, you know, if you think that's bad enough, you're like, well, yeah, but it'll never get any worse. I mean, you're just being a little, you know, you're being absurd. Then how about experts hoping that Omicron has more than mild symptoms so they can prove that it's more dangerous than Delta? They're literally hoping that this Omicron, this newest variant, is deadlier so they could push for more control. You know, I always thought when we hit, you know, you, you see it in movies and books and all sorts of things, when they talk about the post-apocalyptic world, you always see it as, you know, capitalist or one-world government. I think we're going to be a uh, a technocratic society run by scientists that see their citizens as no more than a guinea pig. <laughs> right? So... I don't openly advocate violence. You can imply it sometimes when we're grouping around. But you have said this quote many times, and I want to read the entire quote, that you understand the gravity when people start to say it. You have said many times that the tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Patriots, yes, I am. I'm going to read you the entire quote, just so you know what Thomas Jefferson, one of the men who created this, understood that we are at the precipice at right now. What country before ever existed a century and a half without a rebellion? And what country can preserve its liberties? If their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance, let them take arms. The remedy is set is to set them right as to facts, pardon and pacify them. What signify a few lives lost in a century or two? The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. Do you understand what he was saying in that one? I do. I, that's why I've used that quote so many times. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think, think people, people use it as, hey, when it's time. No, he's saying that it is not just when things get bad. You need to remind your government 
who the fuck they work for. You need to focus on the fact that when they said, when shits and giggles stood up and gave a State of the Union and said, we, the government, are we the people. Or the government is we the people. What an affront to the Founding Fathers and to the Constitution it really was. They do not fucking rule you. Americans do not have a fucking ruler. Remember that. I think people have forgotten that the government is supposed to serve us. Not its own interest. And it's funny because I'm one of the I'm one of the people that I constantly do not, you know, I, I abhor calling for violence, not because not because I'm incapable of violence or not because I despise violence, but because I've seen what happens when you are pushed to the point where violence is the only answer. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Yes, the people who scream war, war, rebellion, rebellion have never actually fucking seen it. But we're at a point where I don't think there's any other way. Well, you are probably true in that point. But the other one, the other statement that gets misused a lot was it is the right and duty of the American citizen to bear arms, to protect themselves from threats both foreign, domestic, and that's where they usually end it, and from a government that no longer serves its people. Yeah. People always misquote that one. They leave it, they leave that part off. I don't think people understand that sometimes these people are getting up there and telling you to resist and to fight. Some of them are right. Some of them have no fucking clue what they're talking about. They've never seen what happens. And like I've, I've said it before, I am not promising you some Hollywood blaze of glory, you know, strike of midnight heroic fight. No, it's ugly. No one wins in war. And at the end of the day, Someone loses harder. Sometimes you just have to stand for the principle of the matter. There is no victory in war. There is just not suffering and dying as much as the enemy. Pretty much. If you don't think it's going to get to that point, I mean, look at at Germany is fighting right now. Um, France is fighting right now. Norway, interestingly enough, Norway of all places has decided that it's now illegal to serve alcohol. Yeah, well, because they're gonna combat COVID. I, you're giving up your rights every day, every day, and and like uh, like you mentioned in the last one, we really need to get in touch with with Pestvet and see how she's doing up in New York. Because New York, the judges went against, uh, they're going against your rights and saying that all oh, the state can mandate a vaccine that's unconstitutional. Yep. So, every day it gets worse. Every day it gets it gets it gets a lot worse. And we're not your tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Five G is bad. You should believe in cosmic energy. Here's a white hat and have fucking fun with Q. We're telling you to look at everything you see going on around you and realize that we are in free fall. Absolute free fall. And it's yep. insane. So, I was going to play a goofy story, uh, one that's kind of creepy more than anything else, but I think I'm going to skip that one. This episode might be a little bit shorter, but I want everybody to hear, and then I'm going to give you all a call to action. Because I want you to understand the words of this next video that I'm going to play. And pay attention, because what he's saying, well, let me play it first. Never achieved it. There's a great study that came out that talked about this. Take a look at this. This is out of uh, Science Daily. Minority rules. Science discovered tipping point for the spread of ideas. Scientists at Rennes-Alaire Polytechnic Institute have found that when just 10% of the population holds an unshakable belief, their belief will always be adopted by the majority of the society. The scientists who are members of the Social Cognitive Networks Ac Academic Research Center at Red, however, said that Renzel year. <laughs> Listen to what he just said. 
10% of the population holds an unshakable belief. Their belief will always be adopted by the majority of the society. So, I was going to go off on the whole, okay, Christian, now I know why the studies only say that 6% stand by their faith and don't water it down. 6% isn't enough to change a country. And yet, that's what everybody keeps telling me. There's going to be this great revival, this great awakening, and people are going to find their faith. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. If 10% of the population holds an unshakable belief, not, not a belief that they kind of think is true, one that they are willing to live and die for. Men, where the fuck are you? Where are you when people sit here and say, Hey, uh, I think you need to stand for what is right, for what is true. But yet they poison you. They take those attacks. They take those, those little nitpicks where they say, well, toxic masculinity. Or it's okay if this is acceptable. Or it's okay if this is acceptable. And they feed you lies. Like no yeah, sin is worse than another. Or they feed you lies that focus on yourself instead of the greater good, instead of your morals. Don't trust truth. Truth is subjective. Follow your heart. Follow your feelings. You should not be so stoic. You should let your feelings direct you, pull you around, lead you by the nose. Do you not understand what absolute poison that is and i don't i know it's not just men and it's women too follow your feelings you can be strong and independent and you don't need no man and you don't need this and while that may be true is it worth it does it take away your willingness to believe a certain way does it take away your courage to have a backbone just little pinpricks here. Death by a thousand cuts. Where's your goddamn bloodline? Yeah. We've, yeah. we've steered away from saying it as often, but that's, that's what we've reached. We've reached a bunch where we, as a society, we keep moving the bloodline. We keep moving the goalposts. And we denigrate anybody that decides on a definitive line of, you know, it's not a line in the sand. This one's set in, in stone. This is, you know, this far, no further. You shall not pass. And, and yet we we're there. watching bloodlines disappear because it's easier. I don't want to struggle. I'm tired of fighting. I'm I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to leave my home. My job isn't that bad. I love all of that stuff. Well, there's just too much negative cosmic energy. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> I am because I want to make fun of it. You want to know the answer to your question? Where's the man? Men are dying like men, not not boys, not this new form. I'm talking masculine men, real men, are dying breed. They've been trained from an early age to hate themselves. They've been trained from an early age to bottle up their emotion or to be in touch with their feminine side. They have been trained to keep their mouth shut and just stand there and take it to the point where they've broken. And people don't want to take that stand anymore because they're tired of fucking fighting. Because we have trained generations that principles do not matter. What If it feels good, then it must be good. Yep. Follow your heart. You're taught it from a very young age. Follow your heart. Believe what everyone says. Sit here and blah, 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 blah. You can be anything you want. You can do this. You can do that. You know what bothers me about that is I keep hearing all these people saying, you know, we're, we're the French. We know we're right. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there. It's like, you do realize if 90% of the population agrees with you in one form or another, you're probably fucked. Well, 
I mean, look, we, we've gotten to a point in society where we say trust the science, and yet we don't know what that actually means. But beware the, how to say this, beware the chameleon, the shapeshifter, the, the false flag. And the reason I say it is you have people that's, you know, what I just said, where if people are supporting you, then you're probably not on the right side of things. But just because you're getting banned because you're an asshole and say things that are inappropriate for the sake of saying things that are inappropriate or being an asshole and you get slammed for it, that doesn't mean that you're right either. Yeah, it could just be you're an asshole like tier. Yeah, but I don't complain about getting slapped down. I just well, come back and ten times worse than asshole. No, I know um, that, but but you know. No, what I'm I mean. talking things. I'm talking things like. I'm talking things like people that are on side that are complaining because they're being hit with the consequences of making fun of someone for no other reason to make fun of them, and they're like, "Oh, you're attacking me because I'm right." No, actually, for once, I have to sit with a libtard on this one. You're you're fucking up. You're being a dick for no reason. You're making fun of someone's looks, and you're sitting there with enough makeup that if I had to tap your face, it would fall off. Well, how many times have we seen it? We want so how many strong, times we try we want strong independent women. So one of them decides to do an OnlyFans. Well, you're not a patriot because you only did it because blah, 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 or... You wear too much makeup, or you show too much skin, or you do this, or you do that. I'm sorry. What? Or, hey, you have an OnlyFans that you're getting paid for this, and that makes you wrong. But I'm going to stand up here and be as half naked and uh, flaunt my curves and feminine wiles. Hey, hey, hey. I was proud of those videos. Thank you very much. Okay, look. You and a tutu is a terrifying thing, okay? And and (laughs) Coop. Coop and the banana hammock has scarred me for the rest of my fucking life. That has to be against flag code. But that's not what I'm referring to, and you know it. I'm referring to people that, to women, that, that flaunted their curves and are talking about abortion or talking about this, and they're up there half naked and then turn around and attack somebody else because they were smart enough to get paid to do it. Oh, I don't even give a shit about that. There's no category. there's no moral. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the discussion that we're having right now, like in the progression of it, there's no moral difference between the two. Fair. And I'm not saying one way is right, one way is wrong, but I mean, if your whole basis for who is a patriot or who is conservative is whether or not they believe in Q or believe exactly like you, then you are a fucking problem. I mean, think about this. You and I, like, I have a lot of respect for you, Odin. I really do. You are more religious than I am. That does not, but what I'm getting at is I have a lot of respect. We believe a lot of the same things, but we don't believe the same on everything. Nor should you. No, well, it's fair. I don't think people understand you need multiple viewpoints for society to continue forward and actually progress. Not, not the progressive movement. To actually have progress, you have to have multiple ways of looking at a situation and then come up with the best solution, not the one but that makes everybody feel good. at the same time, don't be fucking silly putty. Yeah, there, you are don't not to be a fucking your views. Don't let your views be molded by people just because it's easy. I said it before and I'll say it again. What's right is right, even if no one else is doing it. What's wrong is wrong, even if everyone else is doing it. But Bro, Odin, backbone. but Odin, this person has 90,000 followers on TikTok and you don't have any. I think I'm going to believe them because more people follow them. I don't give a fuck. Truth is truth. Fuck your feelings. Period. I hate to say this, but if you pretty much get over a certain amount, you are probably not saying things that you as well as you need to be. You're not uh, rocking the boat I, enough. I don't. I don't necessarily think that that is a true statement. There are people who have very good. There are some. There are some, but most of them, you'll notice, don't. No, and what's funny is those were the ones that were creating the most drama or the most statements of "you're not patriotic enough." I don't. Fuck it. I said it last time. Fuck it. You are better than me. You're a better patriot. You're a better conservative than me. 
I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, I know where I fucking stand. And I know who I stand with. I don't give a fuck. What you think of me, if our mission is the same, I will work with you. If our mission is different, you are my enemy. Period. What's that statement I like to say a lot? You either on my side, by my side, or in my fucking way. Yep. And that's a wrap. I mean, you know, conflict and war make for strange bedfellows. Sometimes you will work with people that you never thought you would work with before because you have a common goal. But that doesn't mean that you have to believe the same as them. Okay, like, let's put it this way. I know we avoid this topic on a regular basis because neither one of us... How to say this? Neither one of us... uh, Hold someone's sexuality as a pinnacle of their worth or an indicator of their worth. But it's like this. I'd have no problem working with Dank Wicked or Ant or anybody else, even though I am very, very straight. And I find it abhorrent in my own mind, right? To me, it's abhorrent behavior, but that's to me. And it is not my place to tell you you are less patriotic because you are gay or you are a lesbian. There's no thing. Just because I'm straight doesn't make me better than you. From a religious standpoint, there's one side. But from a political standpoint, that is completely different. Just because you are going down that you have the same goal does not mean you have to agree with the person beside you 100%. Well, here, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to lay all my cards on the table. I don't give a fuck who you are fucking. But if you expect me to approve and celebrate your lifestyle that I vehemently disagree with, then fuck off. You're the phobe, not me. Because I could care less. What you do And what the fuck you think about me. I do not care. I will not celebrate your lifestyle. But I won't persecute you for it either. For some reason. Society has gotten to the point. Where if you don't embrace. Accept and celebrate someone's lifestyle. Whether you agree with it or not. That you hate that person. No. I don't fucking care. Leave me the fuck alone. I ain't fucking you. I ain't feeding you. And I ain't paying you. I do not care what you do in your bedroom. Yeah, I get the whole, well, you're a Christian. You you're not, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be hateful. I don't fucking hate you. I just don't fucking care. At I think- all. And if you think that I'm a homophobe, Fuck you, too. I do not care. Do not give a shit. I'm tired of this whole, you have to accept it and celebrate it. Oh, yeah? So, uh, I have some deviant behaviors. You gonna celebrate those, too? Well, what are they? Look, your penchant for dressing up in that pink tutu. It wasn't pink, bitch. It was red, white, and blue. I'm colorblind. All I know is it was a fucking tutu. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't think people understood when I used to say it on TikTok, but the kitty tables to the left. Try not to eat the crayons and be nice to the other children. The adults have to handle this now. Yes. Because I don't care. What's funny is, uh, with our own stance, like our own stance personally, that a homosexual behavior is something that we just, I don't understand, I don't agree, and I'm not going to celebrate it. But you know what kind of person I am when it comes politically? I want the gay couple down the road to be able to protect their pot plants with guns. That's and it's fine. nobody else's fucking business. I don't fucking care. See, there it is. There it is. It's not my business. And I think a lot of Christians now, we don't usually talk religion, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap around a little bit since we're here. Oh, all right. One of my biggest problems with a lot of Christians is they believe that because they believe a certain way, everyone else should. They're very liberal in that ideology. Whereas your relationship with God is between you and God. And to a large degree, I mean, if you love someone, you want to let them know. But on the same note, just because they're gay doesn't make them or or lesbian or doesn't make them any less God's children. No, on the other podcasts I do, one of them makes a valid point like every time this comes up. Is that as a Christian, your job is to love 
the way that God loves. The problem is, is that so many people have fucking lost what the real definition of agape love is. Agape is not unconditional love. Agape love is a moral societal love, which means I don't wish any harm on you at all. That I care because you are human. I care because I'm not an asshole love. Not, I want to have your baby type love. Or, <clears throat> you're my brother type love. It is not that type of love. That's Eros and Phileo. Yeah. Those are not agape love. Agape love, people want to sit here and throw that word agape. It means unconditional. No, it doesn't. It's a societal moral love. That is how God loves his children. When you fuck up, he's still going to be mad at you because you fucked up. But he's still going to love you. you. If you have a child that you love, and, and, and the reason that I say that type of love more than a father-son type of love is because it is the only way that I can come to grips with the God loves all of his children. Yes, but he also loves his creations. <coughs> if you don't accept his way, then you are a creation, not a child. Because if he was a child, then you were going to say that God is love, then you can't throw your child into hell. Right? However, it's well, a moral you love love something. that well, you, get, you get your own, that you have your own, uh, ah, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, let's say just because you love someone doesn't mean there isn't consequences. That's I think that's what people, I think that's what people forget. There are consequences for behavior. Yep. But I don't I don't usually sit here and want to talk about if God loves people or not because let's face it, do we really fucking deserve it? <laughs> if I were in God's shoes, I would have kicked us to the curb a long time ago. I mean we talk about we we the one thing that humans do better than any any species on earth find more effective ways to fucking kill and hurt each other. <laughs> I mean, we harness the power of the sun to fucking do war better. Let that sink in. We looked at the sun and went, I bet I could make that a bomb. We picked up pieces of metal and went, I can sharpen it and stab it in other people. Metal. Hell, we were doing it with sticks and stones. Right. I can sharpen them. I can. Every major technological jump in history has been because of war. Yeah. Yes, no, no, I'm not saying that. We are defined in our ages by the types of weapons that we produce. The Bronze Age. Stone Age. Nuclear Age. <laughs> What's next? The Bionic Age. questions you don't want to fucking know the answer to. The Bionic Age. Like... <laughs> wait, wait. Since we're talking about the Bionic Age, I can bring up this story. So, I'm going to show you a little video clip. Now, you can't see it because we're an audio-only podcast. But, they show this creepy robot head. That moves identical. Okay, dude, that thing is freaky as hell. It looks so real, though, doesn't it? It does. Uh, and it's like that guy was talking, and they were talking about it on the on the uh, interview, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. They're playing some kind of game. And I'm seriously, you know, the, the scary part about it is, is that's going to replace us eventually. That's the whole point of you making a human or robot is to replace people. Well, let me uh, let me play the clip about how much time I've burned. Um, the future is here. I know you're excited about this. Human-like new robotic head looks and moves. I'm talking about a robot here, Pete. You know, look at that. Okay. Can you see that on your screen? Oh, my goodness. I can. Um, uh, yeah. I prepared. To what? Are you prepared to fight it? Are you prepared to make it your best friend? Are you prepared for the invasion? Uh, any of the above, really. I'm actually prepared for it to replace us. 
uh, because, you know, Will, before we, before you came on Fox and Friends a couple years ago, there were actual cameramen behind the cameras. Then the cameras became robots. You're right. Uh, now they're robots. And right now, you just mentioned how the producers were yelling at you because you were using too much time. Right. Well, that happens to us all the time on Fox and Friends Weekend. So what if you could put a robot in our place? They would wrap perfectly. They would stay on right. perfect time cues. They would, we would never miss a headline. We would never miss anything. So I, I'm prepared. I give us four or five years before Fox and Friends Weekend is run by robots that look nothing like us. But I also predict you're going to have a house full of robots that never question your authority. <laughs> oh, that would be... So, they're talking about these robots replacing humanity. So, what do you think? Matter of time. They say four or five years. <laughs> I keep thinking of that video clip, and I wish I could find it. And I wish we were a video podcast for this, but it's the that that meme or video clip where it says uh, the the Facebook bot telling or Metaverse bot, sorry, showing me the post that I'm about to be executed for. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's uh, the iRobot robot doing it, but it's you know I say here and I wonder the best way to control is through fear. And what better way, you can't, like, when you program something, and they're doing it, I think it's funny that everybody's worried about robots, and I, I'm sitting here going, yeah, but I'm watching you be programmed right now. Yeah. Yeah. These. Fucking cell phone. You got your cell phone, you've got your computer, you've got your smart TV, you've got your speaker that you can literally be like, hey, Alexa, play me a song. We've become so dependent on an instant gratification, on an instant access that nothing has any meaning anymore. And we're programmed through that ease of access because they can control what we can access. Yep. And now you have generations of people like in my own, my own area here. I don't usually like to talk about things that I do locally. You know why. But my, my local station, my local gas station, I go down to a lot. There was a young lady that talked to me. She says, you realize that I didn't understand the danger of a vaccine that was mandated and of a, man, uh, of a vaccine passport until you mentioned. She says, when I tried looking it up, I could not find any information until I started looking up different questions. Because I had never thought of that. No one in my, you know, and she's, what, 22, 23? She goes, nobody even in my class would have ever thought of that. Teaching people to not think. We're teaching them what to think instead of how to. Once you what? Well, let, let's let's take this to its logical conclusion. Oh fuck! Even if the vaccine was perfectly safe, the fact that it's mandated, the fact that children are going to have to take it, and they're going to be conditioned to take it year after year after year after year, in fifteen years, you're going to have children who can make up their own decisions as adults and they won't question it at all. They won't question if this is how it's always been wearing masks, staying indoors, six feet of separation. You remember when I made the learning, all of this will be accepted if it doesn't stop in 10 years, 15 years. Oh, if it doesn't stop now. Let's be honest about it. Remember I made the joke about how long until we're going to have to start wearing, you know, baklavas or or balaclava or, uh, or a burka? Yeah. And now you can't even walk around without a mask, and that mask it better be appropriate, otherwise you have to take it off. Unless you're a liberal and it's just, you know, fuck anything that's not, uh, anything that's Republican or conservative or constitutionalist, anything that actually matters. If they say fuck that, then that's fine. We've reached a point where there are children that have no idea that this is wrong. I tell you that the only time I ever wear a mask is if I have to go into the VA. And I have two masks. One says, fuck this mask and fuck you for making me wear it. And the other one says, the people should not be afraid of its government. The government should be afraid of its people. And I wear both of them. They don't ever touch my face. I wear a Guy Fox mask. 
and then I put the mask over it. You know, it's interesting. I I was reading something up on this because I I thought it was I thought it was another cute-hearted fuck fantasy, but it's not. You know, most surgical masks that you see people wearing. The 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 closest that mesh gets is eighty microns. All right. Most of your other masks, like the 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 masks that are made and mass produced, that have all the pretty decorations, those can be anywhere between eighty microns, upwards of a almost five hundred microns. Do you know what the size Three. of the vapor? Three. It just flows straight through it. It doesn't do anything. It's all about control. It is the equivalent of wearing a piece of screen. No, if you were to sit here and do it to scale, it would be the equivalent of kicking of kicking a dodgeball through a goal if the goalposts were a mile apart from each other. They don't do anything to block influenza or any other coronaviruses, which are even smaller than influenza. My favorite is the fact that they tell you that a when when the fires were happening in California, there was a news report that said your face mask that you use for COVID will not protect you from the ash of a fire. The particles were between 5 and 50, which makes them larger than the COVID one. So, I'm confused. Follow the science, man. Follow the science. I, I refuse to take advice about following the science from people who've been telling me for the last 50 fucking years that the earth was going to explode if I didn't fucking recycle my cans. That there are more than two genders, and that a fetus isn't a life. They can fuck all the way off. Just saying. Doing that more justice than most desert sailors can. The The simple fact of the matter is, well, levity aside, we're being told to follow the science by people who have no idea what they're talking about. Take this jab. Well, what do you know? Well, this doctor says that you should take it. It's like, yeah, but here's like 50 more doctors that say you don't take it. Do you realize that they sit here and they ban people, influencers, all of these people who said, hey, I have questions. Not, I'm not going to take it, but I have questions. Well, you're not a reliable source. And yet they're going to listen to Mr. Gates who also is not a doctor and doesn't have a college degree. Why is one authoritative and the other one isn't? Oh, here's another one. How about the one we talked about last time? The American Heart Association is not an authoritative source, and they fucking Facebook fucking fact-check the American Heart Association. You can fuck all the way off. Oh, hold on a minute. You know, Facebook even mentioned, Facebook admitted over the last week that their fact checkers are protected opinions. Think about that. Their fact checkers are giving protected opinions. Not facts, opinions. It makes you wonder how many things have been fact checked that you realize are, are actually true. A lot. Look at what happened after Kyle Rittenhouse. No retracted apology, no nothing. They still ban facts and stuff that they don't like about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm still laughing about the fact they brought a TikTok name up in trial. Like that means anything. Right. But hey, speaking of our favorite little... uh, Favorite little, I guess I can't call him little anymore. He's an adult now. He's going to be a lawyer. I thought that was interesting. Out of all the, out of everything that he's dealt with, he wants to be a lawyer so he can combat similar things in the future. And I think it's wonderful. But I'm, I'm beginning to wonder, and not disparaging him at all, but I'm beginning to wonder if it even matters anymore. 
Because look at how many court cases that we've seen where they're just going to go with whatever the Fed says or whatever a governor says. Popular regardless. opinion. They're going so to do did, it based off of popular opinion. Yeah, when did we? When did we start? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I want to tell you: that no lawyer will tell you, what a judge won't tell you, and you need to keep it close to your chest. I want you to remember two words. If you're on a case and you don't believe the punishment fits the crime or you don't believe that it should be illegal, jury nullification. Just look it up. We'll do an entire podcast episode on it if we need to. But You have the ability to fight back. Fuck the lawyers. Fuck the judge. Jury nullification. Now, if you if they ask you directly about it, you have to tell them, which means you'll be off the jury. But if they don't ask you, don't offer that information for free. And remember that you have the ability to fight back in your own little way. It doesn't have to be violence. Get your message out. Get your message out. Every little bit counts. Even if you only help one person, that one person goes on to help other people. They go on to help other people and it cascades. So don't stop. I know it's rough. I know you're tired and it's, it's one of these things where you don't know who to believe or who to trust. But keep fighting for what you believe is right. And never apologize for it. Because at the end of the day, there's no one coming to save you but you. Yes. Rise up. Rise up. Take a stand. You may not win. But you may be the change. The spark. That sets off enough to save the country. To save your family. Save your belief. And with that, I think that this will end this specific episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And until next time, adios. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers carpenters the very minds of the people we are trying to save but until we do these people are still a part of that system and that makes them our enemy you have to understand most of these people are not ready to be unplugged and many of them are so inert so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it are you listening to me The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.